Hey, welcome everybody to podcast number 87. Um, if you, a lot of you didn't know, we did a little live stream earlier today. Please check that out after this podcast. And, a little. Uh, it was an yeah. hour and a half. Yeah, true enough. True enough. <laughs> um, so I'm your host, Kerry Kreitz. We have the regulars, Tim and Dexter Wiseman. And uh, what nickname can we give them this week? Part-timer DB. Oh, How's it going, bud? I'm in. I'm in. I'm here, boys. Yeah. I think you need to add some hair or some facial hair to my front character on that front I, side. There. I definitely do. I got to do yeah. some adjustments for that. Can you, can you add some black and gray in there, too? It's definitely great. salt and pepper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for sure. For sure. What's going on, boys? How did it go this afternoon? Oh, it, uh, it, went, it went really good. It was fun. Yeah. We got to watch some matches. We got some bids, yeah. kind yeah. of. We had somebody bidding against themselves for fun. Uh, <laughs> it, was it was basically like an hour and a half of trash talking people. So yeah, yeah. yeah. had some, had some merch sales. That's always good. Yeah, yeah, I saw we saw a couple of merch sales. I see everybody's repping their stuff today. I'm wearing a, the t-shirt right now. Good. De- Dex got a new hat. Yeah, yeah. I went and picked it up on Tuesday when you were having tummy issues. Yeah, my little belly AK. <laughs> I thought we had like the, the code here or something. You're not allowed to go cross the line and start talking about stuff. But there's uh, no code. Yeah. Yeah. No, no code. I, I <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Must hear about colonoscopies and shit like that or what? Literally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, no, we've got some merch sales and uh, and things are rolling. So we're hoping that people will like them, enjoy them, send us pictures. Um, uh, the hats are are going to be the best sellers for sure. Sweatpants, I'm sure you guys are all wearing them right now, are, are fantastic. Um, super comfy. I, I pretty much haven't taken mine off once I get home. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, hopefully keep people keep supporting us, keep uh, buying some merch. We'll send some stuff out and, uh, and yeah, get some good feedback. We'll always get some new for, stuff afterwards too. For, uh, for the hat enthusiasts out there, I've got to say, like, I'm super, so this is the first snapback I've had that's also, like, stretchy. Uh, it's like a flex fit and a snapback all in one, and it is one of the most comfortable hats I've ever had. It is yeah. the flex fit one ten snapback okay. is. I mean, that's the idea of it. Is you can adjust it into lots of different uh, ways. Um, you know, for right now we just got the couple of colorways. Those are the those are the top sellers, right? So we wanted yeah. to design them properly for people. The puff embroidery on the on the front of that hat, um, <laughs> you know, is pretty dialed in. It's dirty. yeah, it's super it's cool. dirty. Like you right. got the hat dirty. I went to work today. Yeah, well did, used hat. Did Did you notice that uh, for those guys out there, do you keep the sticker on or you keep the sticker off? I mean, <laughs> what 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 age do you take it off? Right. So See, with, with ball caps, <laughs> with ball caps, I'll take off the top one, but I will leave the like the little the little uh, baseball hologram one. I'll leave that one. Below. Okay, and I'll be hologram. Uh, yeah. 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 All right. Uh-huh. Gotta make sure it's now. authentic, right? How about um, <laughs> how about trick shots, though, guys? You were you did some quite the trick shot, double flying eagle over the oh, week. Oh pretty busy God. time at the lanes to be working on that. It only only took you what three days? One hundred and eighteen shots <laughs> is what it worked out to be. But yeah, it was, right. it was two days, and it was it. And, but a lot of it was like just finding the right placement for the pins and finding the right line. Yeah. And the thing about the double eagle is like, you know, the regular flying eagle, you have a little bit of room for error because you've got, you know, three times the size of that pin uh, of, of room for error for that ball to deflect into on the left two pin. You don't have yeah. that on the double. 
it has to be exactly right on the first one and exactly right on the other pin. Uh, so yeah, that took a lot. Did, did a Tim lot. have to reset them up every time, or did it, did you take turns? He did it for like half of the first day and half of the second day. I hate I hate being pin bitch. Like there's something that I just hate in my <laughs> MO and that's did you get Wendy or Scott going down there and resetting or no, did you do it yourself? No. Wendy no. be perfect tight, but I just like that's not my MO. Like I when he wasn't, I, yeah, no. I was just walking out, throw my ball, walk out, set him up, come back, set him up, go back and forth. So it's yeah. not, I, it's and, not and in all fairness, I did offer Tim, I asked him if he wanted to throw some and he was just an outright no, like immediately. No, wow. no. All right. Come up with your own trick shot, Tim, that you're going to get to master, I guess, hey? Well, I actually have trick shots um, that are done, but it's just uh, TikTok seems like, I don't know. I have some trick shots in there, but Dexter hasn't put them up there yet. So that's just. Oh, which ones? Yeah, TikTok, TikTok has better well, ratings than Dexter. Well, I, well I, I mean, Dexter has a sex appeal, right? So, but uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. I mean. Ball, ball fluff, you guys are in. But I mean, what I'm saying is like, <laughs> but for that definition, you should be super sexy. So I mean, I, I, don't, but I don't get it. All, all, all I'm thinking is, uh, well, I, I don't want to bring it up because I mean, obviously, uh, it's for the public to find out later, right? So it's uh, <laughs> oh, right. Oh, yeah. yeah, move on, right, Carrie? <laughs> <laughs> this is getting away from us before we even get our special guest on. It seems like an hour and a half ago. Yeah. <laughs> hour and a half ago we talked about it during earlier. Yeah. Um, so people, if you do get some merch off the off the website from store.5pinuniverse.ca, um, there is a, some discount codes, and the way you get those discount codes is be becoming a patron at patreon.com slash five pin universe and support us um doing this weekly content. So um, so what we'll do is we'll bring in our weekly um, sponsor. Once again, is All-Star Bowling Sales. We'll run their commercial, and then we'll bring our special guest for number 87 of the podcast. All right. So as we bring in this special guest, um, if people don't know about him, he's been part of bowling for probably longer than a lot of uh, – the competitive bowlers on tour or part of the open and all that stuff have been alive. Um, he has been president of bowl Canada. He's current president of the bowl Northern Ontario, and uh, he's been on provincial and national awards for over 40 years. And he's a proprietor of multiple bowling centers. Um, Mr. Arnie Rollins. Yes. Wow. Miss, Mr. <laughs> did, did I do something wrong to you? Oh, never, never, never. Yeah. <laughs> Just know how to pay the respects for sure. Well, thank you, but uh, Arnie's fine. <laughs> will do, will do, Arnie. Well, we're Arnie super glad to have you on, Arnie. Well, I'm glad to be here. I, I haven't got to listen to a lot, but I've listened to a few. Uh, listen, uh, you know, like Glenn Howell and Tom Patterson and Martin and a couple others, but uh, it's it's very interesting. I have enjoyed listening. I I like to hear people talk about bowling because bowling has been my life basically. So uh, I don't know of anything else I'd rather talk about. <laughs> so, True good to enough. be here. <laughs> Absolutely. Did you did you watch the opening at all? Or were you still sitting up when we were bantering back and forth? 
I was listening a bit. I did lose some because I tried to go on my uh, laptop, but uh, laptop I had just all nice and big, but I had no voice. So <laughs> we're back. On, we're back on the iPad. That's, that's good. That's good. We were we were chatting a little bit about the trick shots out there. How do you feel about the trick shots, Arnie? I think you already know. I think it's wonderful on your lanes. That's fair. Totally fair. Totally fair. Yeah. You don't want any flying pins going on over there. No, he, he did. He did chairs not, in like, the way. Was he the first one to give you a call? And say, what are you doing? <laughs> I, I'm I'm on wooden lanes still. So. Uh, I, totally. I'm old school. I love the wooden lanes, and uh, I keep them as best as we can, so that we can keep them. Totally. I realize it's yeah. a more. It's better for a proprietor probably if he has the synthetic because it's a lot less work. Yeah. Every year I it, have to work to do it my lanes. It broke our hearts yeah. having to go away from it, but uh, we were at end of life with those lanes. We couldn't. We couldn't do it anymore, and. Uh, so I mean, at that point, there's there's just no point, even financially, to uh, to put wood back in. I miss playing on wood. I miss having the wood lanes. Uh, but you're right; it's it's way less work, and uh, um, it's way more, you know, inducive to the open play side of things. And um, it's uh, I tell you, trick I was shot. at the point where I was doing ad trick shots. Absolutely, <laughs> I was I was having to fix boards and almost you know once a week, twice a week, and. Uh, I'm I'm certainly glad we have the synthetics from the from the proprietor side, but I sure miss playing on it. When I get old, I'll switch over to synthetic. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll hold you to that. What is the? Is it normally a three-year sanding cycle, or do you have to do them every year, Arnie? Or how do you keep them long-lasting? Okay, originally. We would pull a coat, like just base coat, uh, pull a coat every every summer, like a cleanup, we call it. Eh? And we'd go probably three, the third year, we would have to do a deep sand. But then they came up with these lane guards, uh, mm -hmm. which I don't think you have any in the West. I think, I thought I heard maybe Scottsdale. That he we used to have lane guards. Like halfway yeah, down right. lane guards, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah like right at, right at the arrow, see? Yeah, and uh, to keep people thrown under them, if they throw over them, well, I sometimes I'm nice and give them a second chance, but normally I'm not. If they throw over it, I'll say you're finished bowling for the day. But uh, so now lane, the lanes actually we can go five six years, which mm -hmm. saves a lot. But you know, you're like you said there, you you still have to do work every summer. There's some boards that you got to work on. There's always something eh, with the wooden lanes. So there's the, no doubt uh, synthetic is more proprietor friendly. The lane guards were great. The I mean, from proprietor side, the lane guards are great. We had them all over Edmonton. Basically, um, before any center went to synthetics, they all had uh, the lane guards out there, except for maybe I don't think St. Albert has them. Snubber never did in KG. Yeah, St. Albert doesn't have it. But. Uh, yeah. yeah, I remember when we like I was a pin chaser. No, yeah, I was. I was a pin chaser when they got installed in Sherwood Park. And uh I remember the first weekend I was working and they were in and one of the open play guys crushed one and then another open play guy crushed one. And at that point it became a game with everybody there. It's like, okay, 
let's see how far and how hard we can hit these things. Mm-hmm. And that's when I had to go on the mic and was like, okay, next group, I don't care if it's by accident. Anybody else hits those lane guards, you're getting kicked out. See you later. But, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. It definitely added two years to a sanding cycle. And a, and a sanding cycle is, you know, $30,000 at a pop. Um, synthetic at that point made so much more sense. What well, was the rule? Of like, why did you actually have to have lane guards? Was there an actual rule like you had to have them, or was it really just to protect the lanes? Yeah, no, there's no rule. You had to have them. They were there just to keep people rolling the ball underneath that area. The the, the first 16 feet is all hardwood, right? So it's not a problem if people throw the ball out eight feet or ten feet. It doesn't hurt the wood. But once you go by the splice in the wood, then you're into a softwood. So every mm-hmm. time a ball hits out there, it needs a little dent. Yeah, so that that was the reason for the for the uh, lane guards, and they did yeah. their job. They still do. I still mm-hmm. have them. They so. totally yeah, right. loved having them in there. We only ever had one explode on us, and that was hilarious. <laughs> that, Just that's about it. A piece of glass. Yeah. 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 Um, correct well, me if I'm wrong, but I think sand. did did you use Lexan? Yeah. And you had one shatter. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, in I, all fairness, already, I mean, th- that was probably 10 years of having them in, and we have 16 lanes. Having one shatter in 10 years is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I could say I haven't had one shatter in, I'm trying to remember when we put them in. <laughs> probably, oh boy, back in the 90s, I think we put them in. Wow. We never had one shatter. But That's they awesome. They go flying. That, oh, yeah. 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 But we make a good noise too when it happens. <laughs> when we when we first yeah. put them in at Western Lanes, they weren't a Lexan yet. They were I forget what they were. They exploded every time oh. they were hit. They blew oh. up, and then we <laughs> we got them switched over. Plexiglass. <laughs> yeah, people tried plex, plexiglass and take three or four hits, but eventually just gone. Yeah, great, great. Yeah. Terry, but the problem was that Robert was in charge, right? So I mean, I mean that that's the biggest problem out there. Gallagher was there, so I don't think that yeah. affects the glass, but <laughs> no, this, uh, the, the decision does making. Stetler, does Stetler still have loft cards? I think they do, don't they? Because they're only half no. synthetics, no, right? I don't think they'll have Stetler. Yeah, they are half synthetics, but I don't think that they have the lane guards. Tim, Tim just wanted to dig on Robert there. That's all. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully, Robert's watching. He can let us know. Yeah. Uh, J- Jamie Newton's here with, with Rossdale saying maple on the front end, spliced with pine at the arrows, and then back to maple at the deck. Yeah, and maple correct. for approaches. Yeah. AJ. Yes. Uh, AJ says, yeah, they still have uh, loft guards. Now, what, what, I mean, while we're on this, uh, percentage of bowling centers across Canada are, say, synthetic versus wood. Is there a stat out there, Arnie? I mean, is that something, I don't know. That's a good question. I would imagine that uh, I I may be wrong on this, but I think most of the larger centers have all switched over to synthetic. Uh, some of the smaller centers uh, is where they probably are, like like our case where it's family run. Uh, the 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 outlay to change over is just hasn't been. Uh, hasn't been there to do it is what it probably right. is. I, I wouldn't do it in my house. I got all kinds of wood left. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah. Some some houses, like you say, when you get down to a certain amount of wood, you'll, you you don't have much choice. You're not, not going to put in more wooden lanes 
It'd be an interesting survey to throw maybe Bull Canada or somewhere down, you know, just who still has wood lanes versus synthetic. And then even on the wood lanes is how many years do you have left and just see if there's some, some stats and some data on, on who's using what or, and, and free fall versus string versus convertibles. Right. I mean, there's very few free falls left, I think. Yeah, there's. I don't know. Uh, I, I I don't think I know a center anymore that has free fall. I think C four does in Scarborough. I think that's the only one I think I know. Uh, oh, and, and Kenny Wilson Center that he just uh, sold has two. Yeah, he has, he two, has lanes. two lanes of free fall. Oh, is wow. that okay? Is that actually sold now? Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't know. It is a sold officially. Yeah. I I don't know. He posted on the paper. Oh, okay. Yeah. Then yes, it is. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. So, so is this a good time for a commercial? Like I'm thinking that, uh, of course, I'm I'm keeping my eyes open and ears open. If, uh, if there's any synthetic lanes that come available, <laughs> give me a call. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. I'm nowhere to. Yeah. Now, oh, now, yeah. Arnie, your your white water white water lanes just outside of uh, Sudbury, Azilda, right? Right, and what That's is, what yeah, what is the what's COVID rules or where are you at right now with the the lockdowns or shutdowns? Are you open? Are you what? what where are you at? We just opened Tuesday again. We've been shut down since December twenty sixth, and we opened Tuesday. Uh, all the COVID things we got to do when you come in, you got to sign in. Everybody has to, uh, we have to keep track of everybody coming in the building. We have the, uh, they have to sanitize, well, use the, uh, on their hands, they have to use the stuff in their yeah. hands, sanitize yeah, on their hands. Yeah. <laughs> they have to, uh, have to have a mask on. They have to wear their mask till they're down on their lanes. Yeah. Uh, we're allowed, once they're down on their lanes, they can take the mask off. We have our lanes completely. Uh, I have 18 feet of, of shower curtains. <laughs> I was gonna, some people use welding uh, welding curtains, but they're oh. way too expensive. So we have to have 18 feet of shower curtains that go to the back of the seats, right up on the lane, on between every set of lanes. And <laughs> uh, we only we're only allowed to use uh, every second lane. Like one night we'll use one, three, five, seven, nine, eleven. The other night we'll use two, four, six, eight, ten type of thing, twelve. So uh, we like we have six people, but it's only you're not bowling against any other team, just your team. The other team right. is over in the next lane. So on two lanes over, yeah, yeah, yeah. We we have tables at the back. We have one table behind every set of lanes that's big enough for the team. So the team can put their mask on and go out and go back and sit at the table. If they're eating or drinking and sitting at the table, they can take their mask off. But as soon as they get up from the table and to go anywhere or to go to the counter, the washroom, anywhere, they got to have their mask on. So have you started running leagues again? Our league started last night. Okay. Yeah. We we also... uh, in fact, my bowlers are, are joking with me that our bowling center is cleaner than their houses are. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. they're yeah. sanitizing the, the balls or sanitizing the everything. When I, every time that somebody leaves, 
you got to sanitize that lane. And be, so before they come in, you know, we're sanitizing everything during the day. So totally. Yeah. There's no household rule for your bowling center. Like the, the lane has to be all from one household, obviously. If we do open play in open play, we have that rule. Yes. You have okay. to have, uh, you can, you can only have, uh, your own household on a lane. And I can, it's the same thing. I can only use half my lane. So I'm at half capacity, but definitely we're having trouble. People want to do birthday parties and I'm, I tried a couple, but it was really hard because even the kids don't want to stay a lane away from the other kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. put one on one, one on three, while they're running back and forth through the curtains. So we really, we hardly have any birthday parties because unless they're very small, it's just not feasible. Unfortunately, because so, uh, that's a, that's one of our big, uh, big items is we do a lot of birthday parties. You normally. Awesome. Come especially this time of the year and corporate parties and all those oh. fun things. That's uh, that just, just money on Christmas parties. Speaking of like birthday parties and like restrictions and stuff, just a, just kind of a funny little story from a week and a half ago. Um, I'm at the bowling center, just, you know, putting around doing whatever there. And I look out our front windows and, and there's an RCMP vehicle parked out front. And I was like, okay, well, this is odd. Like, are they coming in to check on us? Like what's going on? So I put my mask on or whatever, and the RCMP officer comes in, and he's like, "Are you guys open?" <laughs> and like, and I'm like, "No, like, no, we haven't been open since December 13th." Again, kind of thinking that he's checking up on us, right? And uh, he's like, "Oh, it's my six-year-old's birthday coming up on Monday, and <laughs> we just, uh, I'm trying to find some place <laughs> to take him, and I really want to take him bowling. Do you know of anywhere that we can like Come on, take man. a six-year-old for a birthday party right now? Absolutely, the nicest RCMP officer. He was just, he yeah. was just desperately trying to find something for his son. And I'm like, sorry, sure, buddy. If like, you don't arrest us, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but then, but is is that like him just like roping me in to try to tell yeah, him that... all the time for sure? Yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're parties in here right now. <laughs> exactly. But I, I just thought it was absolutely hilarious. Nicest guy ever. But uh, yeah, it was super funny that a peace officer came in and asked if we were open. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Brett Hendrickson has a question here about us in Alberta when we're looking at like we're opening. Um, Tim, you're saying it's something like March 22nd at the moment. It's looking like. I uh, well, that's they say adult leagues March 22nd um, and indoor socialization. Yeah, we don't know about stage two, what stage two entails. Maybe they might open us up a little bit. We don't know, right? So, but definitely March 22nd if everything goes well. They yeah, set right. some things up here just recently by having some team sports or youth sports up to 10 rather than 1v1. Yeah. So hopefully maybe some of these things will, will open up a little bit quicker. I mean, you can't get your hopes up, but yeah. Yeah. Worst case is maybe another month. Yeah, yeah. as long as these numbers stay the way they are. I mean, so far the numbers have been pretty good. Uh, so hopefully March 22nd, it'd be nice to <sighs> – Without the indoor socialization, it's really tough. So, yeah. um, but I mean, that'll be nice. March twenty second, if it does stay this way, we'd be able to start leagues again too, which would be awesome. But, so, question, yeah. So, question but, uh, for yeah. Go, yeah, ahead. go ahead. Yeah. Um, question was sorry, Dex. I know I cut you off there. Um, was yeah. leagues? Are you going to keep open into 
you know, longer season into April, into May, into June. Same with, you know, you at Sherwood Vol guys. Are you guys thinking that as well? For me, I yeah. uh, bowled, a, I bowled a summer league one year. And I used to bowl five times a week before I became a proprietor. And I bowled a summer league one year. And when it came to September, I wasn't anxious to bowl. So I have, uh, for me, I'm, I'm, I don't want to push it. I'm going to go into the second week of May. I'm going to stay away from the long weekend. And uh, my bowlers, nobody's complained. So we're actually going to lose. We lost, we take two weeks off at Christmas. And then we lost six weeks. So in reality, we're going to end up losing five weeks this year, mm-hmm. which isn't bad. I, I, <laughs> well, I mean, it's yeah. not not great. I say it isn't bad, but remember, we're only at half capacity too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Our seniors, uh, there's two of our leagues, a twelve team league and an eight team league that are club, like a club of Q and a club fifty, and. Uh, they both closed down. They closed down their buildings and everything. So we don't have those leagues. We managed to bring a few people in and meet time slot, but we're probably down 15, 16 teams as far as oh, seniors yeah. are concerned. They yeah. just didn't want to take a chance. Yeah. They, I, quit last year. they quit last year in March when all this, well, it started earlier, but in March when I was getting into it, they all just said, sorry, we're just not going to bowl anymore for now. And, you know, uh, we, we saw that sort of at the end of last year, too. I mean, our seniors leagues definitely dwindled coming down the final days before we were locked down, too. But uh, this year, our seniors have been, honestly, we, we found the absolute opposite. Our seniors really, really wanted to play, and they really didn't want to quit at the end of it. It took a little bit. Some of them joined late. They needed to get their feet wet with it, and that's totally fair. Um, And I totally understand the risk behind it. But, uh, yeah, when we got shut down again or when we were told we weren't allowed to have leagues anymore, the seniors were the ones that really wanted to keep coming. And it's their their only social outing, right? And that's that's just as important for sure. So I – yeah, we, we sort of talked about it today um, at work. I mean, obviously, we're going to have more discussions. We'll probably send a survey out to our leagues. Like, as I sent out our email today. Um, but I, I think for us, we're thinking May long around that time frame is real kind of the, the, the time point where I think if you go past it, it's real tough. I know some centers like uh, Bonnie and St. Albert are talking about end of June. Uh, like St. Albert's really trying to push the end of June. And I, and I think that's going to be a real tough point. Um, but I, I, I still think if you're out there thinking about it, if there's this summer league, you know what, you can probably run a couple summer leagues for June and July and uh, get people interested for it. Um, it's probably the first year you can probably run a small YBC youth league. Um, there are probably people itching to do that. Um, so there, there are some other things you can go around it. And then, you know what, August can be a little bit of a, a regroup and build up for the fall season and we'll go from there. Um, but, uh, I, I think it's going to be real tough, um, extending the season to completely make up all your weeks lost just because it's impossible to do it that way. Yeah. Right. So, but it is what it is. I mean, obviously it's a second go around and, um, you know, in a month's time, maybe a year we've been dealing with all of this. So, it's going to be an old hat by the end of time if everything goes yeah. all around. So it is what it is. Yeah. It'd just be nice that maybe some centers that if you can stay a little bit longer, I like that idea of May long weekend. I never really thought about that, but 
you know, there's some opportunity to recoup revenue up until that that time, and then you get your breaks. And like you said, Tim, you do your you know summer leagues. But um, you know, me, I would definitely support coming and playing up until you know May long. Um, then you'd probably do get into camping season, you get into ball season, you get into some of those other things. So then it's maybe a, a player's choice type of thing. Yeah. So, yeah. So uh, but centers across the country got to be a little bit more creative on how they're going to be able to, you know, recoup some of that revenue and, and hopefully their, their patrons and, and bowlers will be able to support them and, and come and spend some money at the much needed centers to keep them going. Right. For sure. Yeah. Should we chat some bowling with uh, yeah, Ernie? Ernie, let's go sure. back to some some old days. We're gonna oh. wind wind the clock <laughs> back a little bit, Anya. <laughs> okay. Sounds so, good. if we may, where did you start? You know, five pin bowling. Was it? Uh, were you right next to Tommy Ryan, and the two of you had a pin <laughs> bag? And, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't. I don't like to say this, but if I find out that's an insult, you're in trouble. <laughs> I've been I've been thinking about that one for a week, buddy. Actually, I started uh, bowling when I started spotting pins for uh, five cents a game to start, and then I got a big raise to seven cents. So uh, whenever there was nobody in the bowling center, I'd spot the four lanes and I'd bowl. And finally. Uh, I started bowling actually in the league by accident because my all my brothers were pretty good bowlers and uh, they needed a bowler desperately and couldn't find one, so they told me I'm bowling. So at You're 11 in. years old, I started bowling in the men's league. Not the best way to start, I'm going to be honest, because you learn. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think it'd be much better in a YBC program. You might not learn quite the same language. <laughs> yeah, 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 fair. <laughs> yeah. So has bowling been has bowling been a big part of your family since you were a kid as well? Like, were your parents bowlers? No, my parents never did anything. Uh, you know that those days uh, they worked and that was it. My brothers and sisters were very athletic and into bowling and into sports and everything. And uh, that's like I say, I got in into it at at eleven, and uh, I was around. That, I just started that year doing pin spotting too. And I loved it. I loved the game. In fact, uh, when I met my wife and I was 16, I think about the third or fourth date we had, I told her that I was going to own my own bowling center when I went on with life, that I was definitely going to have my own bowling center. Mm-hmm. And when I was 25, 20, what was it, 26? Yeah, 26. We bought our first center and uh, been in the business ever since. Oh, it's amazing. What, do you do you years? happen to do you happen to own that same center that you bought when you were that age? No, no, that's the only one. I I, I bought one in Dryden. It's a fourteen lane center with a nice restaurant, a hundred seat restaurant, and uh, of course a good bar. And then the one down the road in Fort Francis. Uh, the lady who owned it took it back from the people that were there and told me she was going to make a, a warehouse out of it. And I, I, that, that's one thing I did with my heart rather than my use my head because it's far away, eh? a couple hours further from Dryden. But I ended up buying it and I've had it now since 2002, so over 18 years. 
I've been trying to sell it for the last two or three years and I just haven't had any success yet. At my age, I really don't want to, I'm, I'm back in Sudbury now because I bought the whitewater down here because my son started to take over uh, timber lanes when my wife passed away in uh, 2013. That season, he took over for me because I wasn't interested in doing anything at the time. And then the next year, 2014, I said, well, I, I'm missing the game. I love the game. <laughs> I shouldn't say I, I was still there. I was at the bowling center. I just didn't do anything except talk. Now, mind you, I do a lot of that anyways. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> now, Whitewater I bought because I knew the, there was two centers within about six kilometers of each other. And a friend of mine, Claude Riome, was selling his center as a medical center. So I said, hmm, if I buy a Zelda, five kilometers, six kilometers down the road is Chelmsford. I'm going to have both centers in the one. So it was a good business decision. And that's where I'm at now. <laughs> and my son still runs uh, Timberlanes and Dryden. Didn't we see somebody play the the five pin U gamer or the eight gamer out of Timberlanes? There's quite a few actually. There was a few from Timberlanes. I had okay. about seven or eight that said they wanted to bowl and they were going to bowl. Uh, yeah, they're all very busy people, and they were going to bowl between Christmas and New Year's. I'd set up a couple days for them. Yeah, but uh, then we got closed down on the twenty sixth, so they never got a chance to bowl. Right. I, I think mm -hmm. I had one or two people bowl from our house to bowl in the tournament, but I was disappointed because I've got a lot of uh, good bowlers, and they I think they would have really enjoyed doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. I can't wait for all the merchandise sales everybody's going to keep buying so that 5-Pin you can go on the road and go like live on location <laughs> at Whitewater Lanes. That's right. Yeah. Right? People, help us out. If you want us to come to your hometown and – you know, make insults. You know, all you need to do is buy a few hats. Buy a couple hats. Yep. We've had we've had Sherwood Bowl at our bowling center. Yeah, yeah. We, and, we went there for the IPC. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you guys, they loved it awesome. There. And uh, our kids, everybody was excited about going back until they they start raising money. Then all of a sudden, the parents sort of lost interest. They didn't want to do it. Oh, anymore. that's right. That's where you yeah. did the youth, the travel, the the back right. and forth, right? Scott Boyle, yeah. does that sound right? He, right. He even yeah. got that guy that thinks he's a bowler from out there. What's his name? Adam Weber? Yeah, Adam Weber <laughs> went out there, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, hey, that's just a little bit of humor, Adam. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. Don't, have, don't apologize, there. Arnie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, going back to when you were younger, I'm going to get into some tournaments and some of those, you know, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll do some bowling stuff and then we'll maybe move into some of the masters and more proprietor stuff. But as a bowler, um, competitively, how'd that go when you were, when you were younger? Did you play in some of these, was there cash tournaments um, or just uh, the open? Yeah. The only cash tournament we bowled in was down at the O'Connor Open in Toronto. And we did that almost every year. In fact, I'll tell you a little story. Uh, the, he, he he organized the uh, what did he call it? The O'Connor Invitational. It was a big tournament. He was giving out ten thousand dollars. John Martin was the proprietor. He gave out ten ten grand. They had two shifts of twenty four lanes, five in a lane. Anyways, uh, we were down at the O'Connor Open, and my buddy who had got an invitation uh, said, "This young guy would love to come to your tournament." 
while John Martin's answer was, we just don't let any ham and eager into this event. <laughs> That's what he said, right? Fake to me. <laughs> Anyways, I guess he didn't get enough entries because he sent me an entry about two weeks later. <laughs> I went down, I bowled really well. I remember it very well because I bowled with uh, uh, Morissette. Remember oh, right, more? I don't know. You guys probably wouldn't remember Morissette was on TV for 18 weeks. Right. Guy that threw the ball back. Randy Morissette? Right? No, not Randy Morissette. Uh, Randy. Not Randy. And, no, and from Quebec. Andre? From Quebec. Yeah. Andre, yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately for him, the lanes weren't dressed for his ball in the, in the, at the corner, right? So, like, I, I was come home and I told everybody, you know, he was on TV 18 weeks and I buried him. <laughs> but obviously the lanes weren't done to that kind of ball right but it was fun i enjoyed uh, i enjoyed all those tournaments made a little bit of money we used to do the plaza open in sudbury and it was another tournament there was a cash tournament i did more made more money in that on the calcuttas than i made on the uh my actual bowling <laughs> What's a Calcutta? So, if, if you're trying to get me to say I was a great bowler, I wasn't. <laughs> I was a pretty well, decent no, bowler. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I was a pretty decent bowler, but never one of the top bowlers. Right. But you did, uh, you know, we we did do a little bit of a bio with you, Ernie, and you did say, you know, you've been to the Open Nationals uh, a handful of times. Um, was the format still the same then? Um, you know, it was... Um, you know, with five players with two subs or one sub and, and a coach, or one. how did that go? Yeah. Yeah, basically the same thing. Uh, like, I, I, I love the open tournament. I bowled in it probably for well, more than 30 years, more than that. I can't even, I haven't bowled much in it in a lot since uh, the last time was about 2004, I think, was the last time I bowled in the open. I did coach in the open a couple of times after that. I've, and I don't know if you people would know Pat McNamara at all. He used to be the president of the Northern Ontario Pipe and Association. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. My last uh, national before 2009 was 1986 in, Van in yeah, Vancouver, Expo yeah. 86, I think it was. Yeah. Well, they gave, us a, they gave us a free day and they gave us a free ticket to go to it. Fun. Well, I'm from... I'm a small town person that doesn't like crowds. And I was listening every morning and there's 140,000 people, 150,000 people, 160,000. I gave my ticket away and I rented the car and I had a brother that lived in Chilliwack. I drove out to see him. And that night I drove over to the Expo 86 and I walked up on the bridge, watched the fireplace, fireplace, fireworks. <laughs> <laughs> I, saw, I saw all of Expo 86 from up there and never stood in line. So Perfect. to me, that was a win-win. Yeah. yeah. That, and you saw everything you needed to see just by the big the, the globe and the, and the fireworks. I could see everything and I enjoyed the fireworks. So that was good for me. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Now, you had, uh, what about the Masters? You, you, you played in that a number of times too. Now, were you always Northern Ontario, part of that? or? Well, no. Was there at one no, point in time was Ontario one province? Uh, we started, uh, when I started bowling in the open, we would qualify in Sudbury area as a zone. 
and we would go down south and be, well, I think there was 24 zones at that time, altogether mm-hmm. counting us, and bowl against them. So very few times, I, I don't know if everybody, but teams winning. We had a couple singles win. Frank Gramolini won, and he ended up uh, winning the Canadian Championship. We had a couple other ones, like Ron Stansfield from Dryden won the Canadians, but he was, they, they were uh, Thunder Bay and Sunset Country, that area was uh, was Northern Ontario at that time. Okay. Just just recall that. I remember Mono Toss, I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he was one of our better bowlers in Northern Ontario. He, uh, he went to the Nationals as a single from all Ontario. And he got there and he's bowling this guy, this Italian guy uh, from Atacokan. And he huh. said, well, where are you from? And he said, I'm from Northern Ontario. And I can't use the language Mono used, but basically he told him, no, I'm from Northern Ontario. And that's when he found out that Thunder Bay and that end was Northern Ontario at that time. Right. So it switched over in 1979 is when Northern Ontario Bowlers Association became a province. And from then on, it was a little different. We got to win in our provincials and only against six zones, so our total. It was a, you know, it was a lot easier to win than go down south because they got, they got tons of good bowlers. We have some good bowlers, but you know what? The numbers are far away ours, right? Totally. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Anyways, that's it. That's where, and then of course the provider switched over about a couple of years later. We we took our providers association. Uh, I don't remember as president then, or if I was vice president, but uh, we we went down to the south and broke away from the proprietors and opened up our own Northern Ontario proprietors. The Masters, nineteen eighty six, was the first year that we had Northern Ontario masters before that we were part of southern ontario i know i bowled in a tournament division in the south for a few years you had to maintain a 240 average or they threw you out yeah oh wow yeah yeah if you didn't average over 240 you weren't able to go back in the next year you could uh, if you bowled a league average over that 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 season you could apply again but uh in southern ontario yeah neat yeah, the, well, the travel, all, all the tournaments were. Yeah, it was. A, it wasn't bad from Sudbury, but I wouldn't like uh, when I moved to Dryden. I would definitely wouldn't have been traveling, but uh, from Sudbury it was fine. But I'd already left uh, to the Northern Ontario Masters by '86. Mm. And yeah. uh, speaking of the Masters, I think this is my well, that necessarily even counts. It's forty-seven <laughs> or forty-eight years now. I've been in the Masters too, so about the Crazy. same. Yeah, I love Alberta. I love bowling with the kids. That's my favorite thing. Right. <laughs> um, I was just going to remark you. You were talking about the two forty average. I think Alberta had a, a two thirty five cut at one point. Did it not for its masters it, division? It still it still exists, um, but it's not a hard number. Like where we're not. Uh, it's not a number where we just automatically kick, pe- kick people out for it. It's there. It's there as a guideline. I mean, if you've never averaged over 235, then we're probably not going to let you bowl tournament masters. But uh, I mean, if you're if you you know you average 250 and then you go play somewhere hard and 
you know, you average under 230 for the year. It is what it is, but... Uh, yeah, let's be yeah. fair. Are we really throwing away $200 because the person averaged 232? Like, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Hard, yeah. yeah. So the problem and, was the number of bowlers. The, like, there was over 200 bowlers in the Masters at that time in the tournament division. Yeah. Okay. Ladies and men. So they had wow. to limit it. And that's one way they limited and kept the numbers down so they could have a tournament in, in houses at uh, like 24 lanes. You know, 120 bowlers is at five on a lane, and that's pretty hectic. Just it's trying to find days too, for sure. Just trying to find yeah. places. I, I guess you totally get that. Yeah. That's crazy. I don't I don't think 200 people just in one division. I mean, we're lucky to get why is it now, Dexter? 60 in our division now? Like, I mean, what are you? Yeah. At yeah. one point, it's probably a little bit higher, though, a number of years ago. It's it's oh. gone down a bit now. It, it's I'm different. Sure higher. Yeah. I mean, there was definitely way more bowlers back in the day, and our numbers were definitely way higher, I'm sure. But it, it is, I don't know. It's weird. Like, Tournament Masters is a super intimidating thing at the moment. And I don't mean for that to be, like, you know, rude to anybody, but, like, you know, we've had. The last couple of years for or last four years for Masters, you needed to shoot, you know, almost, you know, 8,800 for your best four. So you need to average 275 in order to make a team. It's it's definitely become um, a daunting task for sure. So I wonder if that's played in at all. Um, yeah. And the, the only time that I've ever suggested not playing if you're under a 235 average is like we had one person ask this year and he has never out. He's averaged like 210 and he's just out of YBC and two. And then he got it up to 220. And uh, the only thing is, I just don't want, I don't want him to go into tournament masters and be like, Hey, like I'm here, I'm going to compete and then just get absolutely annihilated. I'd rather he worked his way in and went into like teaching yeah. masters and, you know, kind of got his feet wet and grew a little bit. Before. The last thing I want to do is discourage or, or have people feel discouraged by going into it. So we're seeing tons of comments here from people in their masters qualifying, you know, Manitoba looks like had some huge numbers. Southern Ontario had some huge numbers. Do we ever see that again with masters or with the sport of those, or is it just sort of one of those things? It's just not going to happen that way anymore. Um, I mean, the, the, the numbers overall are down, so that's just a, a product of what we're in. Yeah, I think it's just a product of the sport being down numbers, right? It's not that specific association. It's across the board from totally. what I can see. Right. Well, I, I think one of like, I don't, I don't know if we're the only province still, Northern Ontario, that does it, but uh, like I have uh, usually around 10 to 12 masters in my bowling center. And I have to sign their sheet in order for them to take part. Mm -hmm. yep. so I know there's a, some, some really good bowlers that are fabulous bowlers that I would not sign a sheet for because I don't want people to say that he's from Arnie's. You know, I'm not knocking them. Right. Some people just have right. different w ways about them. And uh, uh, so that probably keeps the numbers down a little bit in Northern Ontario. Yeah, Alberta has the same rule too. I see Brett's yeah, correcting me that those weren't actual entry numbers; those were average numbers. But I think this argument still probably applies that um, you know the the, the 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 number of entries aren't as high as it used to be. But I wouldn't believe a word that Brett's saying right now. Yeah, have you have you seen right. the other yeah, comments he's right. got up there? Yeah, he's he's, he's, he's been indulging in something. Brett, so. 
Yeah. Just lay off the sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. Just so you know, I don't even have a beer or anything around me. I said I would. <laughs> it I looks like I'm the only one drinking on podcast. I have I have my water. <laughs> I've had tummy issues, so I'm just having water. <laughs> That's right. Um, Actually, with since this uh, last seven weeks or so of, of uh, lockdown, I did good five months, six months last year. This last five, six weeks, I don't know why, but my stomach has changed shape even more than it was. You know, like it's, and round is the shape, guys. <laughs> so you get my feeling. Yeah. Well, that, that's the hard part is like, you know, we're locked down, the bowling center shut down, and they close all the gyms too, so you can't even go do that. Like, I don't know. And then it turns to minus 25. You can't go outside, but that's... <laughs> And then the five pin you start selling sweatpants, like exactly. By the way, uh, I get up every morning about eight and I think about going to the gym and then I think better of it. Yeah. <laughs> and then the snooze button comes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. <laughs> So I don't, I don't know if you've been seeing any of the comments here, Ernie, but like, man, the amount of love that you're getting out there is crazy. Um, one of the questions up there was from Tom England is, um, how do you keep the passion? How have you kept your passion for the game for as long as you have? I've always had it. I, I think it comes from uh... – you know, this game isn't easy all the time. And I mean, this bowling centers are not easy all the time. You get down and you get, uh, you start thinking and then you say, hey, get off your ass and work and uh, get at it and you'll, you'll be okay. And that's basically been my philosophy. Just keep working at it. Look after the people, treat them right. They'll be back. And that's yeah. basically what I try and do. That's all. And you're such a people person too, right? So, I mean, ha having a bowling center, that that's the best part of it is you get to see all these people every week. And um, that's a huge part of it. You get to talk every day. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it's not yeah, me it's running away from the bowlers. It's them running away from me sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let, let me go bowl already, man. Quit talking. <laughs> My, my um, seniors every every Christmas they keep telling me, please don't tell us that Santa Claus joke again. We've heard it twenty <laughs> times. We don't want to hear it anymore. <laughs> I said I forgot I told you it last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We want exactly. to hear it right now. <laughs> you sure? It's yeah. not dirty. All right. You sure not? That's fair. We're allowed to tell yeah. jokes here. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, of course. They don't have to be clean either. Oh, it is clean. Hey, Santa Claus goes down the chimney one night and he's putting the toys around the tree. And this beautiful young lady come out in this gorgeous negligee and says, Santa, are you would you like to stay and play and have some fun? And he looks at her and he says, Ho, ho, hey, hey, hey. Gotta be up the chimney and be on my way. The little kids need toys to play. So she takes off the over part of the negligence. She's standing there in this little wee 
bikini type of negligee and she says, Santa, are you sure you wouldn't want to stay and play and have some fun? Ho, 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 hey, 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 you got to be up the chimney and be on my way. The little kids need toys to play. Then finally, she looks at him, she takes everything off and she's standing there and I've never saw a centerfold of Playboy, but you guys probably have. So that's what it looks like. Okay? And he says, Santa, are you sure you don't want to stay and play? And he says, ho, 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 hey, 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 got to stay. Can't get back up the chimney this way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's going to hurt. <laughs> anyway. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we do. I did get a question for you, uh, Arnie, before the podcast. Um, 50 years as proprietor, so almost 50 years, right? Since 1973. Uh, yep. Um, do you have any correlation to the Leafs not winning the cup since then? I mean, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm they're trying to figure that out. I, I, mean, I, I know where this came from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you have any correlation to that at all? I don't know. <laughs> and you got to you got to look at it one way. I'm yeah. old enough. I saw them win the cup. Yeah. Okay. Some people might never see them win a cup. Still a league fan, <laughs> no matter what. I, I yeah. love them. I love uh, a couple of players like Marner and uh, Matthews and whatever. Yeah. I, I hockey's changed so much that it's it's different. Like. I don't think the Canadian division is, uh, I think it's what they had to do. And I think it's a great idea, but, uh, actually I like the hockey most of the time. Sometimes it's slow, but if you want to watch hitting and dirty play and all kinds of other crap, you watch Boston and then watch the other, yeah, watch the other, uh, leagues, but are, that's just my take. Are, are you one of those people that truly believes that Matthews is a better player than McDavid? Because I see this stuff no, all the time. No, it no, blows no, my no, mind. Hey, hold it. Okay. McDavid, no, no, is, we, the we're best still McDavid is the best player in the world. Now, I always said that about Crosby, but Crosby's – I still think Crosby's a fabulous player, but yeah. come on, who can catch McDavid? Who can do the things he does? Like, if he, yeah. had a, if he had a real good team behind him, like, it would be ridiculous. Edmonton would be back in the old days, like with Gretzky. No, he's amazing. I can never say anything. I'll never will say anything bad about him. And you know what? Dreisaitl's pretty damn good, too. He's, uh, yeah. yeah. He's... Brett, uh, Brett Hendrickson, just, I'm, I'm... I'll side bet you tonight on the game. There's a, there's a throw out there. I'm going to side bet Brett Hendrickson on the Oilers-Jets game tonight. Just uh, oh, name oh, your Brett, price. And Brett, Brett, how much money do you owe me already? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, who was on the Leafs team in 67? Who, are the, who was the captain? Do you remember some of the players on that team? The captain of that team was a family friend. Wow. George Armstrong, the chief. He, his mom and dad lived in Falconbridge. Uh, my brother worked with his dad. My mother was... Best friends with his mother. I was actually in the Leaf dressing room because of him. When I was young, younger, he brought me into the dressing room. That's now, awesome. this is the old Maple Leaf Garden, see? So, Crazy. there's another story I could tell you. Yeah. You got like stories? I got a real good story for you. <laughs> okay. The, the uh, Montreal and Detroit played a, played a hockey game one night, eh? And 
when they finished, uh, they had uh, Morrister Rocket was already going to pick the three stars. So I said, okay, Rocket, who do you pick for your first star? He said, oh, Moon Dew, he says. My brother, Henri, he said, he's quite heck out there. He scored a goal. He got an assist. Fabulous. Okay, what about your second star, Rocket? Well, he said, my second star, that John Bellavo. Oh, he's so smooth. Just smooth all around the ice. Two assists tonight. Okay. What about third star? He said, oh, Jacques Plant in net. He kicked him out here. He kicked him out there. Just magnificent. Okay. He said, well, he said, do you have any honorable mention? Well, he said, you know that how guy? He said, if he hadn't scored those four goals, we might have won. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. I see that we've we've got Dave Post out there. Scott Barber's in. Good to see you guys. Dave Post, Post my buddy Dave. Yes. Yeah, he says, "Be nice, Ernie." You know the love for the Bruins. So yeah, he loves his Bruins. I know that for sure. Dave loves his Bruins. Yeah, he's a Bruins fan. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Anyway, you know what? Bowling is a much better sport. (laughs) Yes, it is. Talk about bowling. (laughs) <laughs> That's what I'm here for is bowling. I really yes. don't want to talk about No, for sure. I will. <laughs> <laughs> so 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 Arnie, I guess what we can talk about too is uh, obviously you've been part of many associations over the years. You said 40 years part of uh boards. Um let's talk about uh, your involvement with Bowl Canada. I know you were president that for uh, four four years, I believe, right? Or two years. Yeah. Um, I was uh I blame that on Manitoba. And <laughs> 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 in, in 99, I finally was out of being on any board. And I was going to, my wife and I were going to have a year where we went to a convention or a meeting and we didn't have anything to do except other than the regular meetings. And I got to Manitoba for the convention and Man- the whole Manitoba province basically asked me to run for the national board. That they would be happy to back me. So I said, well, I better talk to my wife about this because this was not planned. I had no intention. Anyways, right. we, I told him, okay, because I, and uh, I did win and I went on the board and I was on for 10 years. I was president in seven, eight and eight, nine. I loved it. I, I again, it's, uh, it, it's not quite the same now at that time. We really didn't have a lot of authority. Like I wasn't Donald Trump, that's for sure. We, we uh, basically <laughs> had, you know, basically like we're doing here, we talk about everything. We go back to our provinces. We talk about what we discuss and what we want to do. And then go back to the ne- next year and, and maybe uh, try and come up with something. Lots of times, some of our great ideas after we, you know, dissected them, they weren't such great ideas. So it's a good thing in a way that we did that nowadays it's because of the government involvement uh and i'm not knocking we've got fabulous people on our board in my mind and uh, nowadays we have a an executive board that makes all the decisions because we're a not-for-profit organization right so anyways it it, it hasn't changed much we still have the same executive director we have big people we have um I don't know, you Ray Britton from BC is fabulous. Very uh, smart. Trevor, uh, Pete, Trevor Peters from Manitoba. 
-hmm. we have uh, uh, I'm gonna forget a name here from Georgian from uh, what's Leanne Hanley Leanne Hanley Leanne she's a great yes. girl, hard worker and then got broad and I'm missing somebody Martin missing? I oh, mean I, I know I know who I'm missing I did that on purpose guys <laughs> <laughs> Martin is my buddy. I like, I love Martin. Who doesn't like Martin, right? He's such, yeah. He's such a great guy, you know. Uh, there's another guy that is a proprietor. I, I I think I love bowling in his center, just because of him, you know. But yeah, he's. I the, feel that way about a lot of proprietors. Just one of the nicest, happiest people you'll ever meet. You never you never see that guy say a mean thing about anybody, really. Is that Martin you're talking about? Never yeah. have. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, yes. So yeah. So did you did, did you guys obviously have, you got people on there, right? Sorry. Did so? Did you enjoy being president for those years? <laughs> Sorry. Did you enjoy sure. being president for those years? Yeah. I was. I, I was very fortunate. We had a a really good free game promotion in one of those years. So. It, Nothing to do with me, I. Uh, but it just happened when when I was there, right? So, mm -hmm. I loved it. I have. We only uh, have. Go ahead. I don't. I, I'm thinking. No, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Arnie. No, go ahead. I'm just. Nowadays is when I'm now. I'm. A, I don't know if "concerns" the right word. I just think that this is a time where we're really suffering. Every one of us. That we mm -hmm. we should be pulling together, we Correct. you know it's very important. I think that we all work together now because we're all in the same boat. We're all struggling, and uh, if the more we work together, the better off we are because we all have the same thing. We're all there for the love of bowling. So that's yeah, and that well, that's. That's the great thing about this five pin universe podcast is getting proprietors such as yourself or Robert Gallagher or Martin. Ken Wilson when he was the England's everybody that is in a different position in the bowling community talking about their story and how it affects them and what can be done to bring all these people together to understand that sorry, it is a business, but it's also a sport and we need to, be able to provide that sport for Canadians to play for the future, right? Um, well, we need, we definitely need it as both. We need it definitely. It's got to be a sport. I, I can, when people ask me why, why you think bowling is a sport, and um, this, I, I'm, I got much better stories about other people than myself as a bowler, but uh, I was fortunate to be on the board and I sat and watched my son bowl in the, uh, CBC television show, I think it was 2001, and uh, fabulous last game. It was just amazing the way it, it happened. I told a friend of mine that he had won the tournament, and he phones me up in the eighth frame of the game when it's finally on TV, and he says, I thought you told me he won. And I said, well, watch the whole show. You know, it looked like it was over in the eighth frame, but it wasn't. You know, fight and bowling, it four strikes mm -hmm. makes a big difference. But totally. uh, he won twenty seven thousand dollars. Like, <laughs> is, does that sound like that's not a sport? You're making twenty seven grand in a tournament. Wow. You know, yep. that's what I that's what I said to people. Yeah. 
Uh, we, we just lost a nice, uh, we lost a great proprietor from Newfoundland, eh, Bobby Osborne? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we were at a, again, we were at a CBC roll-off and he was there. And Charlie Alexander from my place finished second. And we're, of course, we're sitting having a few pop after the, all the roll-offs are done. And these couple people weren't bowlers and they said, well, you're talking about bowling and you said you won $10,000. He said, yeah, I came second and I won $10,000. And uh, Bobby Osborne pipes up. He said, how? I won $2,500 for being a spectator. Just Bobby, <laughs> he, he, he was a, he won, uh, I think he was one of the, he was in the semifinals in lost out. So, but yeah, there's, I, that's not a sport. What is? Absolutely. I, uh, I got I'd, clarification on the Scott Barber. Uh, he had mentioned something. To make sure you turn oh, off your ringer. I knew did, he was going to say that. You <laughs> know what the story Scott is, Arnie? I, I told him it wasn't me. You know the song, Shaggy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, I yeah. didn't. I told him it was me. And I, uh, I, I, I never turned the ringer off so fast. But I was yeah. watching him and he, like, I don't... <laughs> Personally, I don't think it should have hurt him because he wasn't in the process of delivering the ball. But after he delivered the ball, maybe he should have done it before. <laughs> just, I'm, I'm, I'm just kidding, Scott. I'm not serious. He was on a four-bagger in TSNs and your phone, uh, the ringer wasn't turned off. And it, it rang, the phone rang in the pit. And he, uh, he had to reset and start over. And then he punched. That's right. And he lost to uh, lost to Kevin. So I don't th I don't think he was super happy with you on that one. <laughs> no, he wasn't, and probably still isn't. I mean, but yeah. you know what? I got to be honest. That was my first time I ever had a cell phone. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> don't worry, Scott can't probably... hurt. He won't harm a harm a fly. He's one of the nicest guys out there too. No anger in him no, at all. So no, I've seen Scott a few times since and many times, and he's a, he, like you say, he's a great guy, good bowler. And I'm kidding when I say that I uh, bug on me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we 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 just turned on some TSN earlier today, and and you were in the background there. So uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's but, how I would Arnie would have been you know, the TSNs or coming and watching the guys, and that's that's you know who's the guy in the back? Oh, that's Arnie Rollins. Oh, okay. <laughs> Listen, I had to work hard to get that hair that white so people could see it. Eh. <laughs> Anybody can have gray hair, but have this white stuff, man. You got to really work <laughs> at that. What, what color was your hair? Jeez, I can't remember. It's been white as long as I can remember. <laughs> that was, took a minute. <laughs> yeah, actually, my son. They asked me when I became president. They asked me to send him in a picture, and I asked him to send him one, and he sent me one when I still had color. So they said they phoned me up and said we can't use this <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> so anyways oh i love it i love it's it so hilarious you want to you want to hilarious you know how seniors are with bowling eh? they the ones who love it they they watch those cbc shows and tsn shows uh we went to a, a golden age national tournament and we're going to the banquet after and this gentleman comes over to me he said, can I buy you a drink? I said, no, I'm fine. You don't need to buy me a drink. He said, well, see, I really want to. My wife wants your autograph. 
from watching on from me watching bowling, not bowling, watching. I thought it was hilarious, anyways. But I did go give her an autograph, and I did have a drink on him. So, so we do know seniors watch the TV. You guys don't think that's funny? We need, I we need it was the bowling. <laughs> You know, I, I, I don't like to show you this, but when I went home and I told my wife that, you know what, you know what she did? She went, uh, like <laughs> But anyways. So you're, what are you right now as a role? You're president of Northern Ontario Proprietors? What's the? Yes, Bowl uh, Northern Ontario. And I've been that way since I come... I come out of the uh, national board and uh, the lady who was president asked me to take over for her for a year because she was going to be tied up with something. Well, she was tied up, all right. She saw me her center two years later <laughs> and she never came back. <laughs> Anyways, uh, you know, the young people nowadays, I don't know, they're, they're, I've got some great people, but... Uh, they really don't want to get involved with. Uh, I keep telling them the president's easy job, do the YBC chairman's job. Then you got a lot of work to do. But, uh, I think I so think you're absolutely right there. I think you're absolutely right, Arnie. Pre pre president I, depends depends where you're at. Yeah, I I disagree, but <laughs> Tim look, <laughs> Tim looks so triggered over there. No, I really think I think you're right. I really think you're right, Arnie. <laughs> Yeah, no. <laughs> okay, I won't say anymore. <laughs> no, 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 keep going, please. <laughs> Do you know what? Honestly, uh, just I, I think I think I hit, oh yeah, that's perfect. Let's interlude into these photos. Wow, <laughs> the brown now, curly. Did, yeah. Did, did you get a perm, or is that where you naturally curly? Trying to figure out who that is. I should know that person. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> you guys are not. You're not good. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was a long time ago, guys. Yeah. You can take it off anytime. <laughs> well, did we lose him? Yeah, he's yeah. out. He's in the last, last time. <laughs> you guys are going to start showing old photos. I'm out. Oh, no. <laughs> Ninja bomb. <laughs> Yeah. To be fair, he was on an iPad. It might have died. Um, we'll wait for him in the background if he pops back up. <laughs> you had some uh, solid photos lined up there. Yeah, yeah. Three really good ones. But uh, yeah. Arnie, Arnie got so triggered, he left. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is good find. We want to thank Cassie Davison for finding those for us. Yes, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He, honestly, I mean, besides obviously the hair color, he he looks pretty much. He doesn't change at here's, all. Here's Arnie. Yeah. Here we got him back. <laughs> you guys, are, uh, okay, you got me. <laughs> looking at you, and come on, I don't want to be mean here, but looking at you guys, a couple of you could have used that hair. <laughs> oh yeah, couple. Oh, yeah. I think all of us could have. <laughs> Yeah, you know, we, all, we, we all have weaker moments, guys. <laughs> I I just I've never had the confidence to have the perm. That's that's where I'm at, right? So, 
my my let's not go into that because i got roped into that so it's it's not up for for discussion (laughs) my my nephew is in grade nine right now and they love the perm the front perm on the front right and of course i'm just trashing him the other day like what is this so sure enough, my mom goes down into her little cave where she finds everything that ever existed and comes up with a grade nine photo of me. And sure enough, I've got the full on side <laughs> part, big perm in front. I'm like, oh, I was hoping that maybe she wouldn't have found it. But sure enough. So, yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually uh, at the longest time, we never took it down from the bowling alley maintenance room. But Daryl had a sunshine boy yeah. uh, from the sun in there. So yeah. we, we, we just left it up there for the longest time. And everybody's like, who's this old guy in there? I was like, oh, that's Daryl. Yeah. Oh, that's the guy who bowls on Sunday? I was like, yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Looks much different. Yeah. There's another yeah. thing that's very important, guys. you got to learn that you can laugh at yourself. Oh, yeah. That's a very good lesson in life. You can't laugh at yourself. You shouldn't be laughing at anybody else. In the, in this group, we definitely have to learn it. Group <laughs> going on. Just laugh yeah. At it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, learn, awesome. learn to expect it in the bowling world. Yeah. That's that's the great part about it. Everything's jokes. Nobody takes stuff too seriously, um, unless there's a little cash involved. Then uh, <laughs> feel, feelings are hurt. But yeah. that's way of life. Yeah, you can move on pretty good. See, it's so different now. I find now you guys don't sound like you still do some cash. Uh, I know you have the, the tour, but I mean, when I was younger, uh, we used to bowl our leagues, and then we'd. Uh, pot bowl afterwards like you know we'd bowl yep. four or five more games after uh, for money all the time eh? but uh, I, I don't find like I, I, I bowled five nights a week before I became a proprietor and then I became a proprietor and I, then I struggled to get in three nights totally As, yeah I really struggled to be able to do that and uh, like I look at my leagues now and I'm, I don't have anybody, I think, that bowls three nights a week. They, two nights a week is probably maximum. Now, I, I'm sure there's some differences some places. And not very many of them come in and practice, which, speaking of Alberta, I can remember hating you guys. We bowled in, we bowled <laughs> Has that changed? We bowled, no, I don't. I like this now. <laughs> no, I, I don't mean you particular guys because you might not even been around I can remember we bowled in the Nationals Masters in uh, Newfoundland and the team from Alberta averaged averaged 280 something for, for, the, for the tournament like come on man 280 something for the tournament like, it's just crazy I mean, we average 280 for one game, we're happier than hell. <laughs> um, I kind of want to segue off of your, your conversation that of like pot bowling and stuff like that after the leagues and stuff. Um, where I grew up, um, Robert Gallagher happened to be the manager of the center, and uh, <laughs> we didn't have a lot of time when I was younger to play, like you said, multiple nights of the week. So I got all my bowling in as on Monday. So I played Monday YBC. Then I played the Monday scratch league in Wetaskiwin. And then we played a Monday jackpot league, which was full of all pretty much the best players in Wetaskiwin filled that league. And then you played pot bowling after till two, three in the morning. <laughs> and then you had to go to work Tuesday, but Monday was just full of bowling. It was Boom. Um, quite the, 
quite the thing. And like you said, a lot of people don't tend to do that anymore. They play one or two leagues. Mm-hmm. You don't see the three, four league players anymore. Yeah. Uh, by the way, Robert is a great guy. There's another proprietor that he'd love to go to a center. Yeah. There's lots of yeah. them. I don't, I don't yeah. really center some out, but I know just when you mentioned it. You know, on, it. On, um, on Sunday nights, we, we were just about to start doing something a little bit different for the, mm-hmm. the quad pot. Um, with the tour finals, the, the WCBT tour finals obviously was on camera. And a lot of the guys that play in that uh, Sunday night match play league, they're, they're, you know, tour players. So we started looking at doing a camera um, filming the last two games. Um, the, so the top, what was the top four guys or top, top three guys. guys, you'd play the third place would play. So if you, if everybody puts five bucks into the quad pot, the winner of the night of the four games, you'd win half of the pot. The other half would go into, we'd do a little film segment. So third would play second, and then second would play first. So you're only staying for two extra games, but at least three guys then are getting used to playing on camera and getting to play a little bit more under the pressure, under the lights, and you're playing for the extra 40 bucks, 60 bucks. So it's not big numbers, but you know, a, a variation of the pot style and just the practice of playing under the lights, I think, was and it was unanimous. All 16 guys, they were like, yeah, we're like, everybody that goes into the pot, we're like, sure, something different. Yeah. You know? Yeah, awesome, yeah. I, I just think back when I was coaching that uh, I've coached quite a bit times, and I used to always, uh, I'm going back far because we couldn't do it with our iPhones, like now, or your <laughs> iPad, but we used, had to use a movie camera, set it up on lane 12, and let your, let, let your team bowl, and... After bowling, we'd sit down and have a pop and watch on the big TV. We'd watch their bowling. Awesome. They'd look, they'd look at it and say, hey, you know what you told me I was doing? I'm, I was. I said, I told you that 10 times. You never believed me, right? Now yeah. you see it on TV. You know that I wasn't BSing. You know, like, it's amazing. Now, like I say, now it's so easy. Just take your iPhone out and you can show a guy. It's, you know. Uh- but, and people uh, still don't utilize that nearly as much as they should. No, the that the the amount of the visual evidence is the biggest cue for coaching. It, it's it's night and day. I remember. Yeah. I mean, even when I was in bowling school, they they filmed us, and I got to watch it after I got back from bowling school. Um, and it was I was on VHS, so I'm dating myself there too. But um, it, it was night and day. All of a sudden, I could I could see what I was doing wrong, and I fixed it instantly. But just being able to see it, right? Because you know, certain things are really hard to feel. Backswing for one of them is one of the hardest things to really feel, and uh, that visual cue is huge. Yeah, I know. My my daughter went to uh, bowling school in uh, Thunder Bay when Tom Patterson was there, and I'll tell you, mm-hmm. we really could use more. I know. I know you guys out west have bowling schools. Uh, I think they have one in Southern Ontario now, but that is. Uh, it's an amazing way for the kids to get uh, to move up the ladder is the way I look at it. They they can be a decent bowler, but you go and listen and uh, follow guidelines, and that it can really uh, can really take our bowling to a higher level. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But like you said, Dex, with the iPhone now, it makes it so easy, right? That even if you're in your warm up before league night, set your phone up and film yourself for the first. 10 shots, 20 shots, right? And just have a quick look at it before you go and play. 
You know, when Arnie said there that not a lot of people are practicing anymore. Yeah. Why, why not? Why aren't you practicing? If you want to be at the top of the game, you should be, you should be practicing and videoing yourself so you can see it. You yeah. know, or Tyson, like it's not your backswing. You don't have, it's a follow through. You don't have. Oh boy. Okay. Yeah, but, <laughs> but Ar- Arnie, now have you guys ever thought about something? What I know, Alberta, we haven't had a bowling school in, in a few years, and they're talking about revamping it. Um, something the federation is, is throwing around is maybe doing day camps instead of full weekend camp instead. Um, mm-hmm. I know that you guys have such a vast territory to cover, and and I think that's one of your hugest uh, hurdles out out there, right? Um, maybe yes. if you guys had, and I know you guys have such a great uh, core of players and maybe in, and coaches, and you know, I know you have Renee out there, you have Pete Blanchard helping you guys out there and all that stuff, right? Um, They're both masters at my house. Right, right. So, I mean, you have great people out there. Could you do a day camp out there maybe every so often and maybe in, implement that kind of stuff? Yes, we yeah. can. And yeah. I'm guilty because... Sometimes when um, my grandkids live in Dryden, 800 miles away, two of them. Yeah. I have another, I have a brand new one, two, two new ones. One's in just outside of Toronto and the other one is in Ottawa and uh, yeah. three months old and 15 months old. And I, I, am, I like to get and go see my grandkids. I, I don't blame you. Really <laughs> my, my thing now. I just wanted to yeah. tell you one other little thing. I have a philosophy on bowling. For myself personally, when I was young, I used to hate bowling because I couldn't watch myself bowl. Now, the thing I love about bowling is that I can't watch myself bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Tim was talking about that a little earlier today, too. Seeing himself bowl was like... Not something he actually he hated hate seeing it. himself. I, I don't. I don't watch it. I, I've watched. I, I don't think I, I. I watched like even the tour final stuff or even the Masters or any of the tour stuff in general. I don't. I don't watch it. I just. I just don't like it. He starts every time, things. Every time I see bowling uh, on Facebook or anywhere, I sit and watch that. That uh, whatever. That's a one game or two games or a show. I love watching bowling. Now mind you, you know, you'll love the pro league coming out then. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you did you uh, turn hey. off my trick shots? Uh, I watched once, then I think you know. But with, we've talked a lot about uh, coaches and you know even video analysis and filming. Um, you know, with this whole five pin universe or other coaches, can't you now do a? Uh, live stream coaching session you know i could be sitting here on my couch and watching dexter throw balls um you know and and having a little coaching session you don't have to be in the center so if it's a coach in dryden watching a player in you know whitewater it's possible now right so it's maybe Mm -hmm. it's just got to be started and maybe there's an avenue or there's a database of coaches people can pull from or or something that makes it easier accessible for people willing to take the time to do that go and set up a camera and go and throw balls for an hour, but Carrie's going to watch you and we're going to film it and we're going to all, and we're all going to dissect it here on five pin U podcast. <laughs> you know, it's actually amazing what we can do now. You know, yeah, like your totally. tournament that you guys had, 
that we haven't had a chance to finish it yet because of this COVID crap. But uh, that's amazing that we're going to have bowlers from all over uh, Canada bowling against each other uh, on uh, on video on TV. We're going to be able to see it. I call it TV. I know it's video, but yeah. we're going to be able to see it, and it's going to be it's going to be awesome. I can't wait to look at Beyond so I can watch it. I just yeah. think it's I'm amazing. So excited for the fact that we get to highlight people that may not normally get to be highlighted, right? You know, yeah. location is makes it difficult for people to get out to certain events and stuff. And it's it's awesome. It's nice to be able to recognize people with great talent that uh, don't may not normally get to get that recognition. So, um, and, and centers. It, it's getting really close to um, speaking on the, the eight gamer from five pin universe. We are literally only one province away from, being able to run that event so um once alberta opens up and we can do this kind of thing and hopefully southern ontario um gets into the orange level we'll be able to run the whole event so yeah obviously so that'd be awesome. challenges, you know dealt with some challenges of not being able to to play but um the opportunity coming going forward it could be you know twice a year we run two or two different events right in conjunction with all the other wcbt events the masters the open i mean just it's going to become um you know a mainstay across the circuit because that's exactly like you said you can play against you know bowlers in across the country for a good chunk of change too you know it's Mm -hmm. it wasn't a lot of money that we were charging or trying to do it to build some, some some money in the pot and we were 200 entries? What was our number at the end of the day, Kerry? Uh, 219, I okay. think. Right, but oh, all things still open, we would have had a lot more entries. So, oh. you know, going virtual is definitely the future. Um, obviously, it's oh. not going to replace playing in person, but... 229 entries. 229, wow. right? And we weren't yeah. even open a lot of places for three weeks. Al- Alberta yeah. was only open for a week and a half. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow, eh? you know, amazing. some provinces didn't get into the, the the pro team league. Some some provinces didn't get even a lot of entries into the eight gamer. Um, yeah. But it's just the first edition, and we're dealing with a lot of challenges and, and issues, you know, to get it up, finished here. But we're setting it up so that there's going to be a lot more uh, in the future and in the next season, which is exciting for sure. Yeah. Yeah, this is the year of figuring everything out. So it might be a good thing that some people didn't get in (laughs) because it could be a little bit of frustration um, moving forward with it. But once we iron out all those kinks and get it all good, then like Daryl said, we could run it several times and hopefully make it a mainstay on the competitive bowler schedule. Like, hey, the eight gamer is running this month. I'm going to make sure I'm getting my entries in to make that who knows by then top 32 or whatever the situation is. Right. You know, maybe somebody, somebody somebody plays four games at night in the league and then four games afterwards. Right. They get their game. Sure. It'd be great to to hold an event like this uh, earlier in the season, like maybe just around the end of October, because there isn't very much going on the first couple months of bowling usually. And I, at least in the East, I don't want to, you guys, I'm not sure about your, WCB yeah, you gotta come. You, you gotta come out west. Come on out. You <laughs> yeah, should. You want me to buy a bowling center? What do you want me to buy a bowling center out there now? Yeah, sure. sure. Yeah. There's gonna be a few Father, up for sale. You really <laughs> want to see Robert's place? You can own it. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I heard that, and I feel bad for Robert on that. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. it's sad losing something like that, but uh, you know, there's more things coming down the line, and hopefully, and he's he's getting some help, and I don't know. Ho- hopefully, we can hang on, but uh, yeah, I certainly feel for him. Yeah. And unfortunately, the the hard part is is like that. You know, it's that's just the start of the dominoes. You're starting to see it happen all over, and uh, it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, I just want to answer a quick question. All these uh, our Manitoba friends. Um, I know you guys are all a little bit upset. You don't have a team pro league or part of the eight gamer. Unfortunately, um, you know your situation better than anybody else. The the premier shut down your province, and you weren't allowed to do any of that stuff when we started that um, up. But Trust me, we will be running more events. Um, you can critique us as much as you want for these first events and let us know what we're doing wrong, and hopefully we can fit you in for the next one. Yeah, and and Scotty Barber, Tom Brady still sucks, okay? So just, it's it's all good. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Um, so Arnie, we are getting kind of close to the end of this podcast. Is there anything that you, um, I guess my question to you, you've been a part of the sport for so long. What kind of changes have you seen in the sport and what do you think is the good changes and what are some of the changes that you wish never happened to the sport? I don't believe we should even discuss things uh, that way. I think we should look (laughs) all in the positives. I think, uh, I don't want all bowling centers to become, uh, what do they call them, FECs or entertainment mm-hmm. centers. I do think that uh, a lot of bowling centers, even some of the smaller ones, are going to get some kind of uh, extras because the, the, the more chance you have of bringing in extra, extra money so you can uh, keep everything going and run a great center and make your center be presentable and... Uh, you know, be uh, proud of it. And sometimes you have to do extras. I've seen, uh, well, we've seen everything, haven't we now? Like, look, to me, Nebs is, uh, what would I call it? I call it the place to go in Canada. It's our yeah. bowling showpiece. It's amazing. I love Tom and Jeff and them. They, uh, they, they have bowling out in the forefront all the time. And in my case, I, like it'd be too much for me. But they do a fabulous job. I, I love the bowling game. I don't mind extras, and I would like to have. I'm looking at putting a few extra things in. It just depends on how much space you have in your center. But uh, what do I see for bowling? I think bowling's still going to be a great sport. I think great bowling's going to be a great uh, pastime beside the recreation. I think that uh, we need young people like you, you people right here that are involved in the game of bowling. That we need you guys and the ideas you have, and uh, that that's going to be great for our sport. Uh, we need some of us old guys to be sort of uh, maybe uh, still around, but on the outside looking in and uh, learn learn from uh, other people. I've always said that my best quality, I think, is the fact that I'm not scared to use your ideas. I've used people's ideas from all across Canada. When I go into a bowling center, I usually take the sheets off the counter, have a look at them, see what they're doing. And if there's anything, I try to use some of them. And 
listen, listening to other proprietors, talking to other proprietors, talking to bowlers, uh, and listening, you know, you can uh, you can learn a lot. Uh, I don't care how long you've been in the business. I've been in the business like this this long, and I still feel I learn when I sit down and talk to you guys, or talk to other bowlers, or talk to other people. And uh, I think the key is don't be scared. To, to, don't be scared to listen, and don't be scared to take a step. Sometimes this is a great game. Like to me, I like uh, how do I say it? I I feel like I'm part of the bowling family, and my bowling yeah. family doesn't just go sure. in my centers. My bowling family goes right across Canada. Like I got best friends in Newfoundland and BC, Alberta, Manitoba, Saskatchewan, everywhere, even Quebec. Believe it or not, <laughs> no, it's just it's just uh, the bowling family. Like I always tell people, they say, "Well, well, you know, you can afford to do these things," and I said, "Well." <laughs> You know what? My kids started out making more money than I ever made in the bowling business. So it's not because of money. I do it because I love the game and I've done okay. Put my kids through school. They're doing fine. But uh, I think if it's just money, uh, I wouldn't be around now. It's, it's, it's a fact that you love the game and you want to be part of the family. And I, I honestly feel I could go almost anywhere in Canada. And if I was stuck, I could, I know who I could phone in that province and I could stay there. You know, that's, totally. that's a pretty nice feeling to have that. That's a great I feeling. I may be all wet. I may get a few phone calls telling me, don't call me. But uh, <laughs> I, I, do, I do feel that way. That sort of sums it up for me, the bowling family. It's awesome. Yeah. I, I think you're absolutely right, Arnie. I, I think I think the best thing that can happen for this game is to continue having it in a bowling family, uh, family-owned centers all across the country. It's always been very closely knit, and I definitely think that that's the way it needs to stay. I, I think I think bowling centers can evolve and you know become things like Nebs and B Biggie FECs. But you know even Nebs is still uh, very much bowling on the forefront. They love the game. That's that's their passion. They put in all the other things to help support that, but that's their passion. And that's truly how our game is going to stick around forever is by having the right people in those places. The last thing we want is, you know, some big corporation to jump in and buy a whole bunch of bowling alleys and know nothing about them. Um, that's, that's just going to hurt. But you know what? You, you've been around this game for so long, Arnie. And, uh, you know, the one thing that we've always said is that uh, out of everybody, you know, there's, there's, always times where there's like the old boys club and um, they get stuck in their own ways and, and they, they, you know, they, they resist change or we have to stay this way because it's always been this way. And you've never been that person. You've always been the person that's more than willing to make changes at any point in your life and in the industry or whatever. And uh, you've done a great job and we're certainly grateful having you involved in the game for as long as, as you have been. Well, I hope this doesn't mean I got to leave now because I was hoping to stay. I, I'm working on Freedom 85, <laughs> but but this COVID might make it go a few extra years. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like our yeah. parents are in the same boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, lots of comments here too. And like you said, Arnie, you know, when you, you think of bowling as a family, anywhere you go across the country, um, you know, that's the first thing I think about is you start talking to somebody. Oh, where are you from? Oh, I'm from Gatineau. Oh, hey, you, you know so-and-so. 
You know, yeah. the first thing I think about when I meet somebody is what bowling center is nearby or do you know somebody from bowling? It's either junior hockey or a bowling center. <laughs> uh, and you're right. You can travel the country. You can pick up the phone and call anybody um, and, and stay or have a beer or have a dinner. So it's uh, it, it bowling is one big family. Definitely sure. agree. All right, Arnie. So we're going to put you in the back room here. You're more than welcome to stick around and talk to us after. We want to definitely pick your brain a little bit more. Um, but we're just going to do our closing segment. Can I just um, say you, one thing? Yeah. Can I, before of I course. Go? Of course. Okay. I just uh, one of the reasons I really like going on this is because I really appreciate all the work you guys have been doing. And not only just on this podcast, but... I think the tour is an amazing, amazing thing. It gives our high, our top bowlers something to shoot for. Uh, I know we don't have a lot go from the east. I know one of my friends from, and my bowling center in Fort Francis, Jeff Watts, loves it. I know mm -hmm. there's a couple other guys like Degrazi and the boys from Thunder Bay. Uh, but uh, it's an amazing event, and I appreciate everybody that all the work they do for it, and the podcast is a and everything for bowling, you guys seem to be getting involved in. And I want to thank you all for that. And I'm going to go off now, and I will stop and listen. And thanks very much for having me on. I really oh, appreciate thank you, it. Arnie. Good night, guys. Your beauty. Thanks, Arnie. Love having you on, bud. Our pleasure. Oh, another successful words. podcast. <laughs> yeah, Arnie's. Uh, forever giving all the compliments but i think he deserves it more than we do he's uh he's been a pillar in the bowling community for a long time yeah. you know what, what i love about him too though is that he'll he'll give you the compliments but he'll give you the jabs <laughs> <laughs> no problem giving the jabs too yeah. i love it you know, you know i think yeah talking to tim you were saying tim he was like he's one of the young guys he's just like one of us right yeah, and he absolutely. really is you know he can yeah. speaks very well as, as tons of history you know open to change um awesome to have him on for sure i think you can still feel the excitement in him yeah. i know? think i think if each proprietor had the passion he does and everything else like that i don't think our bowling would be uh as, as much trouble as we are right so kudos to arnie for all the great years and then some yeah i know he's in freedom 85 right so i, oh, I totally uh, agree with you charles <laughs> Quick comment to Scott Barber out there. Proprietors should let past champions in tournaments. Uh, think of it like training camp. If you miss training camp, you're not making the team. Sign up on time. Yeah. <laughs> Get your registration in. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. tour is Maybe. getting a little big. You need to you know sign what? up early. With uh, when we play the the pro team league and all three of you guys are playing, maybe we should invite some Manitobans to be guest commentators. I mean, absolutely. For sure. Maybe they need to audition or something first, but you know, <laughs> I, I would love to. I would love to cut them and like bring them on and just cut them. Just, oh, sorry, we don't need you anymore. Little salt, yeah, little, yeah. little salt on the wound there for maybe for Barbara yeah. and those guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I think that um, they'd all be lining up ready to play. So that's a good idea. We'll get you guys. Yeah, that's a great right. idea. Yeah. 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 Um, there was something Amanda had said a little bit earlier about. Uh, maybe some minor division or minor league teams and stuff like that. Um, all the teams are still playing like uh, a single team is playing together at the same house. It's not like uh, all six players are playing in different houses and we're putting together on a team. The teams oh. are built based on area. So 
Wow, um, man, that that would be interesting running like twelve streams. Eh? Impossible. Yeah. Have, okay, <laughs> you're, you're impossible. Turn. You can't go yet. <laughs> but uh, so yeah, so just kind of wrap up this uh, this podcast and this time frame. So um, if people don't know, the eight gamer is getting close to finalization. We're hoping we're going to be able to run those live streams here um, within, let's say, a month and a half, two months. And the team pro league is extremely close. Like all the back end stuff is ready to go. We're just waiting for COVID to let us do our thing. Yeah. Uh, Tim, who do we got lined up here for upcoming podcast? Uh, next week is Mike and Cheryl Bates. Um, so we're super excited about that. And in the first week in March, uh, Sandy Anderson's coming on. So, awesome. uh, Really excited about getting Sandy on. Um, so we're really excited having that. Good stuff. Perfect. Keep it uh, keep it coming. All right, guys. We'll uh, we'll talk to you next week. Buy some merch. Yeah, hit the merch store. <laughs> Super comfy. <laughs>